the pin podcast where we talk about modern topics with a vintage flair i'm your host pin of miami and i want to say if it is your first time listening i hope you stick around and if you're a returning listener i really want to say thank you thank you so much if you heard my last episode you truly you guys mean the world to me and i appreciate the support in everything and as the world keeps uh, opening up uh, i'm hoping to have more events to travel to meet some of you um, more zoo locations for pinups at the zoo. Um, I'm just so excited for what the future holds. And, you know, nothing can be as worse as last year. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I know a lot of us have like different lifestyles. So today, oh, before I get started, make sure to follow the pin podcast on Instagram at the pin podcast official. And if you ever have any questions or ideas for the show, make sure to text me at one eight three three for a pinup um it goes directly to me i can answer any questions podcast related pinup related life related um i'm not a psychic so no psychic stuff <laughs> but today i have a very special guest uh she was actually the reason why i started my my youtube i had the courage to start my youtube channel um she is a beautiful person inside and out i met her through the blogger union here in south florida um if you guys have followed me i was really happy that i won beauty blogger of 2019 there was none for 2020 so i'm gonna officially say that i am also the beauty <laughs> blogger of 2020 <laughs> Just cause. And <laughs> so it is my pleasure to introduce Odala. She is the founding mother of the Virtual Mom Collective. She's a board member of the Women for Success nonprofit and co-owner of Art Spark Design and a mom boss. So Odala, it's such a pleasure to have you. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I want to say, since we're starting recording, I do have the two kids at home. Uh, my husband's watching them, so I apologize for any background noise you may hear at any point. <laughs> well, that's the point. This conversation, even this episode, is called Hashtag Mom... I can't even pronounce it, but Mompreneurship, um, because I'm not mm -hmm. a mom. I mean, I'm a dog mom, but having children is different, and you're raising another life. So that's why I wanted to, I'm so excited to have you because you'll bring a different aspect to like being an entrepreneur, but also a mom is a big duty. I mean, big job. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. so tell us a little bit about you before we. Okay. So I, gosh, hold on. Like, Let me take a deep breath. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So I do a lot. Um, I am Odalis. Quevedo, and I have been blogging for a while as a Dallas Q writer. I am currently on a hiatus, a two-year hiatus, actually, from the blog life, but I will be restarting it soon. But that's how we met. I want to start there, right? Where you yes. and I met, right? Because that's where my blogging journey actually began. That was probably my like third or fourth um, blogger event that I went to. And I was like, I lost a little puppy at that point, not really sure what I was going to do with my life. I had finished my master's degree um, pretty, pretty soon before that meetup. And so uh, I realized that psychology, even though I love doing therapy with my clients, was not going to be 
a very good uh, option for me in terms of a career because when I started working would be when kids would be out of school because I was working a lot with children. Um, I would see adults as well for psychotherapy, but uh, it was, it was mostly kids and I would see them from three to sometimes six or seven in the evening. I would see clients. Um, So I thought to myself, wow, seven o'clock is usually a child's bedtime. So I'm not going to be able to see my daughter. Um, So I was, uh, thinking, what could I do? What could I do? I spent a couple of years blogging, thinking, um, what, what's a good career that I would love. And also I would set a good example for my daughter, um, that I pursued a career that I love, but I wasn't really sure. And then at a blogger event, I remember Joanna, she was amazing. She saw how I was like kind of lost. And she said, you have to take your skills and your talents And you have to use that to kind of create a job that you love. And I thought, well, I love writing. I've loved it since I was in third grade. I won like a writing competition in my class. I got best essay. So I was like, you know, I never really won anything after that. But that was like my big. (laughs) Your highlight. (laughs) That was was my big win, right? In terms of writing. So um, I had put it aside for a long time because I was doing psychology, um, and I even got the master. So, um, yeah, I, I'm like, you know what, let me go back to that love that I had back in third grade for writing. And I always wrote like essays that, and I love them. Like I put my everything into writing. So, um, that's when I decided, okay, let me try writing for clients. And um, that's how I started my career as a copywriter. Uh, I, yeah, I was like, you know what? I haven't written for myself all this time. Let me try writing for other people. (laughs) And uh, I found that it is so much easier to, to talk about other people and make them sound amazing, but it's hard for us to do it for ourselves, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, so now I've been building up the confidence slowly and I'm going to be writing a book soon. I already started uh, interviewing boss moms and yeah, um, interviewing boss moms. I only have one interview up, but I have another one I'm working on and I'm going to like, you know, reintroduce the mom boss series on my blog, which is uh, odallasqwriter.com. So that's something big that I'm working on this year that, I find that no matter how much experience I get and how much of a badass I actually am, I still get imposter syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. So I that is <laughs> right, right? Like, I know you, Jennifer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like the most modest person. And that's part of what I love about you. So I know that imposter syndrome hits hard because we're very similar with that. Uh, we're just very humble. So, um, so yeah, so I struggle with that, but I've gotten to the point where like, Hey, I'm owning that I'm a badass and I'm going to write this book and it's going to happen. And part of what motivates me is my kids. Um, yeah, they, when my daughter was born, I was like, man, I have to be like, set an example of what a strong woman is like. And so, um, that's why I'm helping other women also succeed in business 
um, with women for success. Give me one second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, okay. um, so yeah, with women for success nonprofit, we, um, we basically provide workshops, e-mentorship, um, grants, things like that for women in business to succeed. And I know you, we invited you to an event and amazing group of women there. And it's all types of women in different industries. And they're really all about like, they don't stay to themselves. Like they really are talking to each other. Uh, I felt so welcome. Like people were talking to me or maybe they see me what somebody there listened to my podcast and knew who I was from my podcast that I forgot her name but that was pretty cool (laughs) yeah yeah see they're all and just surrounding yourself with these strong boss women yeah that was like one of the first steps for me to get into my whole career phase was to surround myself with people that are as motivated to succeed whether it's in blogging or business or whatever it is, just surrounding yourself with those people that have that same drive and the same passion. And so that's what Women for Success is. We're we're not just a nonprofit, we're a community as well. So we're on Instagram, we have events monthly, um, webinars, we have a huge conference always in May. So, you know, I help I help put all that together. I do their website because that's what I do with my husband at ArtSpark Design. My husband's the web designer. It all and comes then, together. <laughs> right? It all just like comes full circle. So he does the websites and I do the copy and we work as a team. And then the pandemic hit. What was the pandemic? Sorry, I know it's your podcast, but what was the pandemic like for you when it hit? Uh, it just stopped everything that I, everything I did was events. So I had no events. Um, it was just devastating personally. Uh, um, a lot of things changed in my life. I ended up getting a new job. I ended up having to change the way I saw things. So like, since I was always in, in live events, I had to go more virtual, which led me to this podcast. And so it's just trying to adapt. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my gosh. That is exactly the experience (laughs) that I had when we started the VMC. Uh, my friend Denise Castro, uh, we had, we had connected a few months before because I had interviewed her for my mom boss series on my blog. And so we were texting back and forth, talking, sorry, not texting. Facebook messaging. <laughs> Who texts anymore? <laughs> right? Facebook messaging because that's like the thing now. So sliding into DMs on Instagram. <laughs> exactly. So um, she slid into my DMs and was like, hey, I want to talk to you. So we got on a phone call and she's like, look, I have this awesome idea about a mom community. We're going to be isolated. We're not going to be able to get together with our friends for play dates or for brunches. Moms love to brunch. <laughs> so uh, she was feeling that isolation. Um, and I was too. We were all scared. We didn't know what was going to happen. People were getting sick. It was it was just an awful time of uncertainty. And like you said, we had to adapt somehow. We had to get that mommy time and that interaction with other moms in some way. So that's why we started, we got together, we started the virtual mom collective. 
And it's a community that was started during the pandemic, but it extends beyond that. Um, our mission is to empower and uplift the working and stay-at-home mom during hashtag this new normal. Because no matter how back to normal things get, we still have been impacted, right, by 2020 yeah. and everything that happened. So we know how important creating a community is, but also having virtual access to that social interaction. You're so uh, right because people, like even mm-hmm. myself, when you go somewhere – it's like, yes, I'm vaccinated. Do I wear a mask? I, people are not wearing masks. It's like that confusion state. I feel like that we're all in that. It's like, what, what, what is the right thing to do? So, mm-hmm. and it also helps to get to know people outside of your immediate circle, right? Yes. A lot of times we, we like meet someone and they're like, oh yeah, I know so-and-so. And there's like three degrees of separation, right? The, the degrees of separation that yeah. they talk about. But with Virtual Mom Collective, we've made connections with women in London, England. Mm -hmm. We've made connections with Africa. Someone lives in Africa. Mm -hmm. I think it was Morocco. Um, Yeah, so we've had moms from all over the world that have met us through Instagram, social media um, channels. We talk on a Facebook group that we have for Virtual Mom Collective. So... There's I have no one longer... thing to say. Yeah. You know, I know that is a virtual mom collective, but one of the first questions I asked was like, can I come if I'm not a mom? <laughs> and it was yes. And I was very welcomed. I haven't gone yet, but yeah. or attended. But I every time I see your events, I'm always like, I want to go. And then I know that I just wanted to put that out there because they sound so interesting. You could always learn. And, I, I, you know, that was my first question I asked. Whoever DM me the first time, I was like, can I go? I'm not a mom. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Our events are open to everybody. It's open to, um, we have a thing that we say, Denise and I, it's open to moms, moms to be and supporters of moms. So yeah, so anyone who wants to come um, and just like meet other women that are just badass because we we have a we have a really big supporter, Lauren Marsicano um, of Women for Success. She's the founder um, she's one of our biggest supporters of Virtual Mom Collective. She's not the traditional mom. She's a business mom. So she has... What's the difference? Oh, what's the difference? Okay, the difference is no dirty diapers. <laughs> the the hours are about the same um, because I know that starting out my business, I spent a lot of late nights. Um, so I imagine all, all mom... business moms also have to put in those long hours. So, um, yeah, it's, it's still, I feel like it's just as rewarding though in, in different ways, Mm. but yeah, anyone, anyone who's a mom is welcome and supporters of moms and just anyone who wants to come and hang out with some cool women (laughs) is welcome at the VMC. So what would you consider like the hashtag mompreneur? Like, hmm. what does being a mompreneur mean? Yes. That is a great question. Uh, okay. So it means wearing a lot of hats to me. Um, you wear the mom hat when you're with the kids. And sometimes you wear the business hat when you're in business. 
And then there are times where you have to wear the business and mom hat at the same time. What does that mean? Like I'll be working on something for a client and then all of a sudden my, my husband calls me, Hey, where's the, this or that? Cause he watches the kids while I work. We're super like lucky that we were able to, to take shifts during the pandemic working. But anyway, he'll call me, Hey, where's this? Oh yeah. It's over here. Oh, I can't find it. Okay. Give me a sec. I finish up what I'm doing on the computer. I go, I look for the thing. I hand it to him. And like that, that's, that's mompreneur life. It's, it's all about balancing and also being able to merge those two roles when necessary. So yeah, the, the job of a mompreneur is a, just this mix of every, every single hat. (laughs) I see a few people like at jobs that I've had that like they schedule everything around their child as well. So they make sure Mm -hmm. that when they get a new job or they talk to their job that they have to drop off their kids at daycare. Um, if they're not lucky to work at home and then like during their lunch break, they like go and do something with their child and then they come back and they either, you know, they work a schedule out and how, how does it make you feel about like jobs being, you know, lenient towards that? Is that something? Cause I don't know as a, I, I've never been a mom and I've never had that situation, but have you ever come into a situation where like jobs are not like respectful of like the mom role? If that makes sense. You know, I'm very lucky that I started my mompreneur journey right when I had my daughter. So I didn't have to balance a a regular nine to five and having the kids. But I will tell you from Denise's perspective, from the speakers that we've had at our monthly webinars in the Virtual Mom Collective, it is very tough. It is very tough having to schedule... um, for example, a doctor's appointment for your child. You have to schedule it ahead of time. If they get sick, you have to miss a day at work. You have no other choice, right? So um, some employers some employers are more understanding than others. But a lot of moms have, have had a very, very difficult time at work and have had to leave their jobs. I was reading an article the other day that said that... Um, the percentage of women that have had to leave the workforce since like in 2020 has been like 70%. I could be misquoting. I'm really bad with percentages, but an extremely high amount of women have had to leave their job to take care of their kids during the pandemic. And it is, they believe it's going to set women back in the workforce, especially like moms also it's going to set us back like 10 years. Mm. So we're not going to get our numbers back for 10 whole years because women had to leave their jobs. And sometimes employers weren't understanding of situations. So, you know, it's different reasons, but mostly it's childcare that women have had to leave and men don't see that same. um, We're not seeing those numbers with men. So a lot of responsibility falls on the moms for childcare. And a lot of them have had to leave the workforce to take care of their kids during the pandemic. And it's, it's not foreseen that they're going to come back anytime soon because we're still not back to quote unquote normal. Right. Yeah. And we don't know when everything's going to get back to normal. The other big issue is in the United States, 
women don't get as much um as much maternity leave as they do in other countries we're the lowest amount of maternity leave so all these issues are what moms have to deal with what's the average maternity leave i i believe it's about three months but in other countries even fathers get eight months so like the even fathers yes even fathers and we don't have any paternity leave at all in our country um some companies are more progressive and they do give time to fathers for paternity leave uh but yeah Hmm. our country doesn't does is not accustomed to having that so uh i can say from personal experience from having my daughter if i hadn't had my husband home those first two or three months in in my daughter's case i think we were five months he had that he was like working from home and helping with the baby I don't know what I would have done. It would have been so much harder. So imagine moms who do it on their own mm. without partners. They need especially flexible um, work schedules. And that's not taken into consideration when you first apply for a job. Like you could say, hey, I have a kid and that's my priority. And these are my hours. A lot of times it ends up that employers don't like it. So they either let you go or they make the work conditions so difficult that you have to leave. And I so think they, I think they do the second one. Cause I think it's illegal to just fire someone cause you're pregnant. So they, it's like with workman's comp because they don't want the employee anymore. They make their life difficult. They either give them a task. They would hate and get annoyed and then leave on their own because, you know, people try to cheat the system instead of doing the right thing. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad the way they work around. It's true. Like before I had my kids, I had a situation at a job like that where um, things were a little tougher at the company, something big happened. So then um, they switched me to a different position that I just did not like. So I ended up leaving and um, yeah, it happens. It happens with, with uh, people who don't have children and people who do. And it stinks because I feel like I think that's another thing like the VMC advocates for is inclusivity in business and just like ethical treatment of of women and moms in in the business. We have a lot of uh, partners at the Virtual Mom Collective who are minority female business owners. And we are we're so happy to see and we support it 100 percent. We have just such a diverse community and that's what we want to see in the workforce and we're one of the biggest advocates like we advocate so much especially Denise is so passionate she is so passionate about um moms getting maternity leave and us getting more more visibility and equal treatment in the workforce for moms so that's that's another thing that we really stand for so you talked a lot about the Virtual Mom Collective, but how did you get started in the women? Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> the Women for Success nonprofit. Women for Success nonprofit. Okay, well, I had a little brain fart there. I'm like, <laughs> it's okay. Here's here's the dish, right? Um, <laughs> no, I was part of a, an awesome community called Las Comadres, and I met a friend, Liz. Okay, Mesa. I love that name. 
<laughs> Las Comas. Yes, it's awesome. It's a good community. Um, I recommend people look into it. Um, it's called Las Comadres, and it's all just women, usually in the creative field, but they welcome anyone um, into the community. And so I had recently left the community, um, you know, financial reasons. So uh, I left, and so I was looking for something to, like, keep interacting with women and helping them. And so Liz, uh, she she told me about Lauren Marsicano and said, hey, Lauren is starting a nonprofit. And this was back before Women for Success had for its name. For people that don't know who Lauren is, can you just give a little bio? Oh, like my that? gosh. Okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> Lauren Marsicano, she is a business attorney in Miami, and uh, she is one of the partners. Yes. One of the partners of the law firm Marsicano and Leva, uh, her and her friend from graduate school, uh, got together and made a law firm. And she is also, uh, Lauren is also called, called the networking maverick because she is amazing at networking and she has all the best tips for networking. So she ha wears those two hats as like business coach uh, networking coach and also um, lawyer. Oh, and nonprofit founder now. So she she wears those three hats. If we're talking about the hats, right? Yeah. <laughs> she uh. So yeah, she was starting it and having an event close to my house. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll I'll walk over there see what all this is about. And she told she told me like you know we're just trying to encourage women and we get together once a month and we do this and that. And, and the main, the heart behind it was to help women in business define success on their own terms. Mm, so, like that. right. And that's something that really resonated with me because I had started copywriting, I would say probably a year prior to, to really, I had heard of her through the Las Comadres community, but never really interacted with Lauren. Um, so I, I feel like I met her at just the right time in my business where I was ready to start helping other women also enter the entrepreneur field. And so we, I was, I thought about it for about a few days because, you know, I was, I was just like grieving the loss of la not being part of Las Comadres anymore. And um, I was kind of like in this weird phase, like with, with my kids and I don't know, it, I just wasn't really digging it at first. Like, I don't know if this is for me, yeah. but then um, Lauren what like she texted me and she's like come on queen like I really want you to be part of this community and so I I was like I don't know if I have enough to offer and she's like you wouldn't I wouldn't have invited you uh if you didn't have enough to offer so I was like okay I like her attitude I like her positivity and that's what women in business need is like a leg up so ever since then I, I've just been helping women kind of see the potential they have and helping them, um, like help bring them up and see how much value they can actually bring and that their business can bring to the world. So it's, it's really like changed my perspective a lot, um, being, becoming part of women for success, helping other women rise with me. Right. It's yeah. not, you don't have to do it alone. 
And that's part of what I love about Women for Success is that we're just a big community and we help bring each other up. Well, even when I was uh, like, oh, my gosh, I know that for my last job, my viewers have been following a little bit of my journey, slowly opening up. Um, like I even tried to get you a copy like gig at my pillow job. But mm. um, I, I I mean, just because I know that they pay and they're good. But I was then I was like, I know that you have connections and stuff. I was like, I need it. I asked you for advice about getting a new job and I took everything you said into heart because, you know, you are successful in my eyes, you know? So I was like, I need to listen to this girl. <laughs> so you helped me yeah. like figure out like things I had to do differently to like get jobs and look other places, you know? So I really appreciate that. And I just want you to know, because that's important to like my journey. <laughs> that, oh my God. That means so much to me. And I have to say, you've really influenced my fashion sense. Like I, I love the retro looks. Now you really influenced my eyeliner and, <laughs> and just, just your confidence. Like it really impacted me as well. And that's something I, I love that. I love that we've both like rubbed off on each other in such awesome yes. ways and I feel like that's what re we really need as a friendship. I remember a few years ago, I did an Instagram post where I posted a picture of you and I, and I was like, surround yourself with people who feel like sunshine. And that's you. <laughs> that is you. So Thank I'm, you. I'm so happy. The feeling is mutual. Yes. It um, is. Yeah. And I'm so happy you were able to get a job in what you love because yes. a lot of times when we're starting out in a new career field or we start out a new business, we think, Oh, um, I don't have the qualifications. I don't have the degree that I need, but yeah. you know what? You have the life experience. You have the life experience, you have the drive and you, you have to have had, some form of knowledge to even consider like I could maybe do this. And yes, you can. I want to just tell everybody listening today. Yes, you can. You could do it. And if you're not happy somewhere, I, okay. One thing I'm just going to put it out there to everyone to know. I know a lot of us now just scroll on TikTok and we see people on there saying, I hate my job. I'm disrespected. I'm just going to leave and go. Well, the reality is I can't just like leave my job because I need to pay bills. I need to pay things, you know, and um, I and there's people that come up to me and they're like, I hate my job. I'm like, well, are you doing mm -hmm. something about it? Because that's what I wasn't doing. And the, then I did do it. And I said, oh, I've been here for so long. I'm not going to leave. I, like, I'm already comfortable. Like I could take time off when I want. I could do whatever. But it, emotionally, I was just not there because of the whole like mental issue, mental, like harassment I was getting. Um, so I said to myself, you know, I want to take my own advice and I'm going to apply. Like if I find something, I find something. Luckily I have a job. So, I mean, I'm not happy in it, but I'm not going to jump at something that's like below everything I do or not with my lifestyle or what I want to do. So it's just like I told, I said in my last episode, I applied to 198 jobs. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and it was mutually either they wanted me and I didn't or yes or no, it didn't work out or, you know, you never know. And I know that this job is not going to be my life goal, um, but it's on to the next journey that I have. And, you know, I've mentioned it. I would love to have my own boutique one day and, and my own business, but it all takes time and, and I'm learning things along the way and meeting incredible women like Odalis, um, being able to go to networking events, um, the blogging events. That's where I met. I met Lauren once at a 
a blogger event, not with the blogger union, another can't remember now, <laughs> but yes. And, um, and then when I saw you were doing that and she was in charge, she's very charismatic. She's mm-hmm. a- <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just amazing that, you know, if you get out of your comfort zone and I'm sure you would agree with Dallas, like going to different things, um, you get to explore who you are yourself and learn things you never knew. A hundred percent. Like all you have to do is think, I want to do this and surround yourself with the people who want similar things. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen for you. Of course you have to put in the time and the effort to make it happen, but you just have to think like shift that mindset and say, yes, I can do it. And, and get yourself out there, surround yourself with new people, people that think the same as you or who are driven by the same things as you. Um, I encourage everyone to go back to, uh, the pin up Miami podcast, the previous episode and listen to Jennifer's, um, experience at her previous job and just see how far she's come. See how far she's come because in a couple of months. <laughs> yes. And it's such a journey, right? Some people it takes some years and it's fine. It's just seeing that there's an opportunity somewhere else that you can grow as a person and it takes some big steps. It takes yes. really big steps. And you have to just gather all your courage, get all your ducks in a row, and go for it. Because mm. Yeah, it's yeah, because for me, for example, like uh, with this new job again, like I said, like I had a very lenient schedule because I was there for so long and I do host a lot of events and I'm out of town. So I have to make some sacrifices. And it's all about, like you said, mentality now. So now I have to really take care of my time. So I have to schedule everything. I have to make sure that I have time because in my head, I want to do so much. But the only way that I'll do a lot is if I'm organized. So it took me a couple. That's why I, I said and I keep saying that I'm I'm still crawling out because I'm figuring it out. Like this is all new and everything that I've done from pin up to the zoo to the pin up meetups to my blog, to my YouTube, to this podcast, to the workshops that I do that I used to travel that I hope they'll be up my hosting events. I want to do it all because that is really my passion. But I need something to fuel it, which is my job but now I have a job that I enjoy that intertwines with everything um that's that will help me for my next goal so it's just it's just the it's I guess it's just the motivation that you have and that ambition and fire and keeping it you know in the and that's with everything in life and I encourage people not to get discouraged it's hard I mean there's some moments I'm sure you've had that you're like I want to do this uh, but how can I I can't do it And then, you know, and then Lauren reached out to you and then that gave you the boost to like, for me, it's the people that listen, the people that comment, the people that come to my events, like you guys are the ones that really motivate me and have kept me above because it means that I'm doing that what I do means something for people and I'm motivating like even though Dallas right now you're telling me about your eye makeup I know it's something so simple that some people might think oh shoot it's just makeup but that little boost of confidence will help you like walk down the street a little higher you know things like that that I really want to impact in people's lives (laughs) yeah for sure I mean you did it for me too like these earrings a friend of mine made for me we are M Masi she um 
She's one of the people I interviewed when I first started on my mompreneur journey. And she was the one who told me organization is like 90% of Mm -hmm. my job as a mom and as a mompreneur making her jewelry. And you are absolutely 100% right. One of the hardest parts of being an entrepreneur is balancing everything, right? You, mm-hmm. the way you sound like the way you said that, that I have to like organize my schedule a lot better now that I have a job. It's like, that's exactly what being a mom is. It's like, you have the kids, you have the work, and then you have like, like me, I have a lot of side hustles too, right? I have my mm-hmm. blog, I have copywriting, I have BMC and I have women for success. So when you're juggling all those things, you need to, to put that into perspective. Another huge thing that helped me when I was starting out was those mom boss series interviews that I was doing. I thought to myself, how can I learn from other mom bosses while also giving back to them in the best way that I could? And at that time I was like, you know what? I'm going to interview them, put them on my blog. They get exposure for their business and I learn from them at the same time. It's all about, um, giving and taking, but making it equal. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. It's like, it's not all take, take, take. It's all just a huge back and forth. And like you said, your, your audience fuels you, the people who listen, the people who come out to your events, there's such huge, huge support because when I first started blogging, I I had like this little Instagram account. I remember I had maybe 20, And then I started getting connections with people that I didn't know in person and they started commenting on my stuff and getting interested. And it's, it fuels you. It really does just any, any kind of support, whether it's a like on an Instagram photo, whether it's a comment on your blog or whether it's a review on Apple podcasts, all that, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Right. Any kind of help. It it fuels you and being able to give back in a way like um, it's just amazing. Like we did we did that um, YouTube episode where you gave me the um, makeover mommy. mommy Yeah. Mommy pinup makeover. And I loved it. I loved it. It really did a lot for my confidence and it helped me. It helped put me in a place where like I could present myself more confidently and more uniquely me because I don't know, my fashion sense has always been like more traditional, but now like that you inspired me with the retro flair. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do like modern traditional kind of melange, like a mix. And I just love it so much. And so, yeah, you had a huge impact on my fashion (laughs) sense. Resin earrings are like my favorite thing in the world now. So um, anyway, it's just when you surround yourself with the right people and you get the right kind of um, audience and supporters, it just all comes together and you, you succeed. Obviously you have to put in the work and the effort, but you, it all just comes together so, so perfectly. And I'm so like, I have to say, I'm so happy that you went and you like applied for that job and you're doing what you love. And so being each other's cheerleaders is another big thing. (laughs) Yes. Oh gosh. And I have a question. What if somebody listening uh, knows a mompreneur or is a mompreneur and they are interested in reaching out to you? Can they, they DM you on Instagram? Or yes. how can they get in contact with you? 
That's a great question. Um, you, we are on Instagram at virtualmomcollective.com. I'm sorry, Instagram. <laughs> we don't have the .com in Instagram. Uh, we we do have the website, which is virtualmomcollective.com, and we have the Instagram virtualmomcollective. So just uh, yeah, DM us, add us, whatever. <laughs> we have a we have a raw motherhood series where we talk about. Uh, the not so pretty side of being a mom and sometimes the joys, just like the raw feelings that come with being a mom. So if you want to um, post for raw motherhood, we have that hashtag, but yeah, Instagram is probably the best way to get in touch with us. I will. Dallas, I want to say big thank you for being on the pit podcast. Cause you're definitely a yeah. modern woman with a vintage flair. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, before we go, do you have any questions you want to ask me? I always ask every guest if they have oh, a, a question. A question. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you've shared this on your podcast or if you're willing to, but I asked you, I asked you when I was getting my pinup makeover, what inspired you to uh, get into pinup fashion and life? For me, I, I I said it um with you. I think it was the same answer, but it was my grandmother. Um, I used to love watching her getting dressed. Um, just to go to the market, she always had her rollers on. Her hair was orange. I mean, I think that's normal for like older Cuban. They had like that orangey red hair. Um, mm-hmm. and she always had her nails long and orange. <laughs> And she was always like, she didn't care what anybody had to say. And she just had that confidence, you know, even until like her last day, she couldn't be at the hospital without her nails done or something. So it's, it was really, it was really inspiring to just be yourself. You know, in the last, I know I'm not like old, but in my short life so far, (laughs) um, I've learned, you know, that like life is too short. And I used to be shy. I mean, I'm still shy about some things. Like, not gonna lie, when I went to the 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 the, the meetup, the women um, for success, um, I was nervous. Um, now looking back, I was like, I wish I wasn't so nervous. I wish I had talked to more people. And I'm slowly learning that, like, if I don't do it now, I'm never gonna do it. So I'm trying to keep that in mind whenever I'm nervous or a little, you know, like even with this new job, I'm taking it with a new perspective of like. You know, if I don't, if I don't at least try, then I won't know. And then I'm going to live in regrets. And then it's like, cause I know that a lot of people say I have confidence, but there are certain things in my life that I'm just like, not confident about, like in a sense of like, that I'm just nervous to do. And I'm, I'm just trying to think, yo, YOLO for real. <laughs> like, like if I don't try it, I'm never going to know. And then next week I'm going to be like, Oh, if I would have done that, then maybe this, or even with my podcast guests, like there's certain guests on here that I never thought I would have like Besame cosmetics. I had the founder uh, and I was like, I was nervous to even reach out, but it, 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 it worked out. Like it was, you never know if you don't try. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Somebody told me once, what's the worst they can say? No. Yeah. Right. Like. Nobody's, I mean, hopefully nobody's going to do anything worse than that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Absolutely. that's one thing I always try to tell people, uh, you know, and I and we all I suffer from it, too. So that's why I remind myself, too. And I say it out loud to remind myself. <laughs> well, Dallas, thank you so much for being on today's episode. It means so much to me and you guys thank listening. You. Thank you again. And like Odalis mentioned in the middle of this podcast, if you want to leave an Apple review, 
any review, I would greatly appreciate it. And stay beautiful, stay safe, and I hope to see you all real soon. And listen to you. Come and come and listen in next week. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>